0: It was the mark of a true Londoner to be able to put your face on while on a moving tube train. It was easier for Jennifer than most because, despite showering, she still wore the remnants of yesterday's makeup and could use that as her base. Jackie always told her off for sleeping in her makeup and said that she'd get spots. She also said that about drinking too much and never eating any vegetables. But Jennifer still drank like a demon and never knowingly ate a vegetable, and yet her skin was peachy soft. Now, she slapped on some foundation, not even bothering to look in the grimy mirror of her powder compact to see if it was blended. Then it was time to pile on the translucent powder. She didn't bother with the green corrector stick anymore. God, she hadn't had a clue when she was a teenager, and now relied on foundation and powder to tone down the red in her complexion. Then she ran a pencil very lightly over her eyebrows, which were plucked almost to the point of extinction, and only paused as the train had pulled into Liverpool Street and someone was getting on and brushing past Jennifer to sit down opposite her. The door was closed, the train started to move, and Jennifer fished out her liquid eyeliner. Never mind that she'd got a first in English literature, or that she'd been awarded a full bursary from the British Academy to fund her MA, Jennifer always thought her greatest accomplishment was being able to apply liquid eyeliner while a train jerked its way between stations. She unscrewed the top, wiped the excess gloop off the tiny brush, and with a rock-steady hand applied a sweeping line to the base of her upper eyelid, expertly flicking it up at the end for the desired cat-eye effect. The right eye was always easy. Being right-handed, it was the left eye that was a tricky bugger, but Jennifer repeated the same confident motion, then lowered her lids to check that both eyes matched. They did. God, she was good. Next came Mascara. She extracted the brush from the very gunky tube and held it up to her right eye when there was a sudden light touch on her knee which could have been fatal. If the brush had been two millimetres nearer to her eye, then you could have blinded me. She whipped away the mirror and then wished she hadn't and that it was still obscuring her view because sitting opposite her was someone she'd never expected to see again. Those had been her explicit instructions the last time she'd clapped eyes on him. Nick was leaning forward, his expression doubtful. Jen, I wasn't sure it was you. For a second, Jennifer wasn't sure if it was her, either. Nobody called her Jen. When she'd started at Westfield College four years ago, it had been a new start. She was a new person, Jennifer. Jennifer's were bookish, got straight A's, didn't suffer fools. She'd made a great Jennifer for approximately three days, until she'd met Kirsty, and then she and Kirsty had met the two-for-one-pound jelly shots at a freshers' event at ULU, the University of London Student Union, in Mallet Street but Jennifer had still stuck, and she could brazen it out, deny all knowledge of ever having been Jen, but his hand was light on her knee again. I've thought about you a lot. Always imagined that I'd bump into you again. He smiled ruefully, but there was something insincere about it, like he'd practiced that smile, the faint air of regret, over and over again. Can't believe it's taken, what, four years? About that, yeah, she agreed. And then to show that she was fine, just fine, Jennifer moved her leg. So Nick had to move his hand, and she returned once more to applying her mascara, though her hand wasn't quite as rock steady as it had been before. He was still staring at her. Hardly recognised you, he remarked. And Jennifer thought that his tone was appreciative, maybe even flirtatious. But was she just projecting what her 16-year-old self, even her 18-year-old self, had wanted to hear? Jennifer was different now. And she looked different, too. She was thinner, much thinner, because these days she preferred to drink her calories, then sweat them out on the dance floor. She'd dyed her hair jet black at the same time that Kirsty had dyed her hair white blonde, and they'd both cut in really short fringes. But it wasn't just the outside stuff. She was different on the inside, too. Different enough that she could smile coolly and ask, So, how's life on the local paper? Another rueful smile. Yep. He definitely worked on that in front of a mirror. That didn't work out in the end. I've got you to thank for that, actually. She was intrigued. She didn't want to be, but she was. Also, she had a few moves of her own that she'd practiced, like the way she now arched one penciled-in eyebrow. Oh? The train pulled into St. Paul's station. The doors opened, but no one got off and no one got on. It was just the two of them. Like old times. But Jennifer was different. She kept repeating it in her head as Nick shifted in his seat, crossed his long legs.